ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. everybody and this has got to be a surprise for you we haven't been doing any evening shows in months and I tell you we finished up our broadcast today and I should have went to bed but I was too excited to I'm too excited because God is on the move and uh, my whole life has changed in the last 48 hours when I made a decision that we were going to put a name in the hat for the 37 half acres of A. Allen's Miracle Valley we need a quick miracle and if you look at it in the natural you say this is impossible in fact I've had several people today tell me will never make it. But what is impossible to man is possible with God. Is there anything too hard for God? Now, I'm not going to be presumptuous and say that I know the will of God and that He spoke to me audibly and told me to go after this property. But I prayed. It says you can come boldly into the throne room of grace and ever present help in time of need. And I said, that's my father. And I'm going to make a a plea to the Lord to give us a shot at this property. Because there's a lot of great plans for this 37 half acres right there, three miles from the Mexican border. A place of supernatural heritage where the power of God is still alive on that property, operating. Yet you look at it from the outside, many of the buildings are derelict and have been that way for many years. When I begin to look real close at this place called Miracle Valley, I sit there in amazement and wonder. At footage over the years, people had taken with drone and There have been people that had made pilgrimages out there at various times over the last decades, but it was in various states of disrepair. And they were talking about the, the vandalism that was going on there, and the devil would like to have destroyed that place. I can tell you some of his 
demons went out there and literally set a fire to it in the 80s. Tried to burn down all the Miracles Today TV programs. They're so rare today. Ask anyone who's searched for them. They're very difficult to find. I'm talking the original ones in the, um, the canisters. Thank God, though, some copies are still circulating. And I thought, what? My God, what happened? What happened? God's man of faith and power, known worldwide for his tent revivals and the Miracle Today program and the daily radio show he did for years and the books and the Miracle magazine and the Miracle records. A man who saw multitudes give their life to Jesus in the altar calls. Demons being cast out, crying out as they're being cast out in Jesus' name. Healings that were supernatural. People given up for dead. Brought in on stretchers. No hope left. But perhaps if I can get out there to the tent revival, get Brother Allen to pray for me. Maybe God will heal me, like I've seen him heal others. And they would get out there, and they'd literally get up off their deathbed. Like the Bible scriptures, Jesus healed the man, and he picked up his bed and walked off. He'd been bedridden for 27 years. I said, God, this is not right. Where is this today? You're still here. Oh, that we could experience that again. Full gospel ministry. God hasn't changed. Word of God declares, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I change not. What's happened with the church? I, as much as anybody, have a right to to comment on it. I've been in the church my entire life. I was raised in the church. The earliest recollection I have on planet Earth, age two, playing in the parsonage next to the Southside Church of God with my grandfather was pastoring. They had built the church, parsonage. This is 1971. I know what it is to be in the house of God. A place I really don't recognize anymore when I go into most churches. It's not the same. Yet, God hasn't changed. It's us. And I thought, God have mercy. Look at it now. What the enemy did. After Brother Allen died in 1970, there was a a takeover. Another walked in, changed the magazine name from Miracles Magazine to Miracles, changed the ministry and put it under his own name and wouldn't be long before he'd relocate up to uh, another part of Arizona. And that land, a land given for the purposes of God, it totaled in the end almost 2,400 acres, I'm told. Somebody over the years would begin to parcel up and sell it off to where there's 37 and a half acres right now for auction. That's all they got left. But praise God, the devil didn't get the, to get the core. 
There was a Bible school for 20 years. There was a fire. There was a group that rioted across the street, a shootout. And by the grace of God, he sent stewards in, like our friends, Pastor and Louie and Rose Betancourt, who if they had not been there, there wouldn't be anything to auction off. It would just be a concrete slab. They went in there to save it from further vandalization. And here we are. 70, excuse me, 1970 to now 53 years later. The Board of Supervisors of Arizona seized the property. Did the people of God wrong? Almost tore it down. By the grace of God, that was thwarted. Almost tore down the cathedral church. And some even talked about turning in the whole area there into a jail. There's people right now that would like to buy land there and maybe put an auto parts store. And that just like the devil. He'd want to destroy the work of God. The heritage of the people of God who came there to praise the Lord, to get set free, to get equipped to go out and do evangelism worldwide. This was literally a beacon in the desert that went out to all corners of the globe at one time. And then the Lord took home the man of God, A. Allen. And as I have just described, it fell into disrepair, went through many hands, almost did not survive. And I thank the Betten courts for saving it. And Rebecca Allen Jones, whose team went in and prevented some on the board of supervisors for, from literally sending in a wrecking crew, and they were going to send salvage uh, metal salvagers to rip off and disassemble God's church. Let any man who would do that be accursed. To take apart beam by beam a house of God and sell it for scrap metal? It almost happened. But God. And now its future hangs in the balance. There could be an infidel out there right now who does not know the Lord Jesus Christ who is waiting for the opportunity to swoop in there, grab that, and then destroy it in one fell swoop. But God. And I went to the Lord and said, God, this could be rebuilt better than it's been in many years. The lights could be turned on again of deliverance. We could have schools of deliverance here. Bring in Joseph Chizinski who's never done the School of Deliverance in America, but he's been around the world. I said, he's got to get to America. And I thought we could bring him in, offer free deliverance training. We could begin to do services and televise him worldwide, internet and TV. It's doable. We've proven so that you can stream on up to eight platforms, that you can actually do a program from remote and it be broadcast over the world's 
largest African-American Christian network, the Word Network. We did 13 episodes of Omega Man TV. And probably what had never been done before on the Word Network, to my knowledge, mass deliverance. The casting out of demons in mass in the name of Jesus. I've seen what is possible. And I thought that place could be opened up. A church with a prayer cathedral on top. Built back up. Hold over 2,000 people. Anybody want to come or tune in? Could be part of these meetings. And we begin to get the men and women of God to come down there, minister, preach, open for all nations to come and worship God, get free from their demons, learn how to cast out devils, have people of faith laying hands on the sick that they recover. There were so many miracles going on. In the time of A.E. Allen, they had an airstrip and a number of people even flew in their, in their private aircraft took people out of the plane into the the compound there to get prayed for and miracles happen they get on the plane and fly off healed some amazing stories why couldn't it happen again after all who is the healer the deliverer the savior the Lord Jesus Christ who's wanting to do that today he's commanded us to do it today in his name the great commission and I thought that's what needs to take place the core has got to be Mark 16 17 ministry the first sign that will fall them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils I'm here to tell you that the devils do not want deliverance to break out again in Miracle Valley had some of them speak to me today through individuals that they live in who told us we'll never be able to pull it off. You don't have enough time. You've got 10 days. And they laughed and mocked us. Well, I've been in that situation before and I saw God move and do the impossible. I have seen miracles. I'm a man of great faith because I've been in some situations where it was but God alone who could get me out and I had no more hope and he did I've seen God do amazing things and I want to see more of those every time you experience a miracle of God it builds your faith of course we know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God and when we started this program even 13 years ago some people told us we'd never survive. And many never did survive. They went so far and they quit. Any man that putteth his hand to the plow and looked back is not fit for the kingdom of God. And I will tell you, it has been a battle since day one. But we're still going. Strong for the Lord Jesus Christ 13 years into this. So much so that with the Lord's help we have set a world record. I don't think there's ever been as many podcast episodes as we've ever produced here on Omega Man Radio. In fact, Adam Curry, the pod father, one of the inventors of the podcast, contacted me and said, congratulations, setting the world record. 
World record goes to the Lord Jesus Christ because apart from him, we can't do anything. I use that to illustrate. Where there's a will, there's a way. One man, one woman can make a difference for the Lord Jesus Christ. You get many together. One puts a thousand to flight, two ten thousand. You get that force multiplier. The course and direction even of history has been changed by people who had faith to step out and didn't listen to the naysayers. I told a couple people today, I almost feel like Nehemiah, over here trying to build back up a broken wall, and the naysayers were calling down and mocking Nehemiah. Oh, you'll never succeed. Who gave you the right to get over there and build that wall back? It was fine just like it was, broken down. Some of them began to threaten him. Got to the point. They had one hand with that tool, you know, that you lay the bricks with. What do you call that? I'm not a bricklayer, but there's people who do mighty fine bricklaying. I've seen it. It's a great skill. And the other hand, they had a sword because there were people that wanted to stop them. And there's been demonic driven people that have wanted to stop anything from ever occurring there at Miracle Valley again. You could have a talk with Pastor Louie and Rose Bentoncourt. They'll tell you what they've had to go through even to keep that place alive as long as they did. It was a miracle. God wasn't done with that property yet. And I believe now's the time that if we ever needed the full gospel ministry, it's now. Devil's taking his gloves off. He's hitting people with a Mike Tyson combo punch, and they're going down for the count, and they're taking them out in body bags. And why? Because the church has shirked its responsibility. Much of the church has no salt left. It's no longer the light of the world looks just like the world and very few churches are doing what Jesus did we're going to read Mark 16 here in a minute the great commission which has never been rescinded and back to Miracle Valley I said God oh then I had the money it's not a great sum of money but I got zero dollars in my war chest we've only got about 12 days to do it but if you gave us an opportunity, we would bring it back to what you called it to be. And we would work with anybody who wanted to work with us. It's not about one man, one individual. Never was then, and it's not certainly not now. It's about God. The house of God. The power of God. And apart from Jesus, as my mother taught me, and the word says we can do nothing. And unless Jesus Christ built it, those in labor and labor in vain. I'm very well aware of that. Anybody who's not will never get very far. God resists the proud, and he gives grace to the humble. But it hurt me. I said, God, they're not talking about deliverance. No mention of that. Everything but. Without that, what's the whole point? 
the healing, the power of evangelism? What's the point, God? What a shame. And I thought, God hadn't told me one way or the other. And I, I would that he had. But I said, I'm going to step out there and I'm going to try. And I knew and I know now. Ultimately, God knows best. God knows who and what it's going to take for that to be what he would have it to be today. And he doesn't make his mistakes in choosing. And I thought, well, I can't do nothing to save that property apart from God. But if God be for us, who can be against us? What if God would have us to go in there and build this place back up? Be an overseer and work with those that have a love for the place like I've come to love in my heart in a short two year span of time we can try 48 hours ago I thought well I'm going to do an exploratory podcast I'm just going to put it out there and get some feedback and we had we had a few responses and they were encouraging and then I thought you know why not? It's now or never. God either comes through with a miracle or what meant to be for me. There's a part in it. But what if God were to back us? And so I was talking to Pastor Louis Betancourt of Miracle Valley Today International Church. Him and Sister Rose are preparing to open the church there again and uh, great man and woman of God they'll be back with us this Friday to preach if you missed last week's broadcast was awesome he said we didn't have nothing when we came here we stepped out in faith God gave it to us you can do the same and that encouraged me still not hearing one way or the other from the Lord I said I'll try and we put it out there that we've got very little time to do it but if we could come up with the the bid it's possible to get that property and I looked and even as of a few hours ago no one yet has bid on that property zero bids not saying there's people that don't want to bid not saying that but for whatever reason nobody has placed that bid maybe they don't have the money yet 325000 is not easily obtained. It's tough to get people to support. But I thought, God, you're going to have to do this. That's the only way it would happen. It'd be impossible in the flesh for me or anyone else to do it. First thought occurred to me, I'll go to a couple people I know that are people of means. No response from any of them. Oh boy, not going to make this job easy, is it? And I prayed and I said, God, at the end of the day, your will be done. Just like Jesus prayed, Father, if it be possible to take this cup from me, do it, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. We make a request known. There's no, uh, doesn't cost you anything. Well, I realize it probably cost me a lot. 
because I'm going to have to follow through with uh, everything I promised the Lord. And I'm willing to do that. I said, Lord, I'll even go to Miracle Valley and die there in the desert. If that's where you want my carcass to hit the ground one day, I'll do it. I was told six months ago, be very careful what you ask God for. He just might give it to you. And that echoed in my spirit. And I said, do I really want to do this? And the truth of it is I can't help but to do it. It means that much to me. I believe I was called to do this. Now, whether this is my flesh speaking or it's of God, I knew that was going to bear out pretty quickly. We'll find out. Because God's not with me, it's not going to happen. I said, God, we're going to need a quick miracle. We've got to raise not only 325 but 8%. Uh, buyer's premium fee means 355000 cash. Well, you've got to wire it, but that's what it is. U.S. dollars. So make a long story longer. I said, in the end, God's will be done. If it's meant to be, it'll be meant to be. And if not, well, we tried. But I'll never know if I don't try. And I stepped out, and I told you out there, a group that is probably smaller listenership that we've than we've ever had in the past. We have suffered many uh, many losses here in this program, standing up for the truth. We're on our eighth YouTube platform. We've been banned on many channels. And y'all know what we went through the last year. Trying to figure out how to keep this thing in the air. And we almost didn't make it, but God devil wanted me to quit and lay down and die. And then I remembered the leper said to the leper, why sit here till we die? And by the grace of God, I rallied and with your prayers, Lord's help, we got back up and we began to continue. We never thought we would make it to 10,000 episodes. I didn't think we would make it. I said, the devil got me. We made it to 9,300 and change and I took ill lost my bearings felt like a ship adrift at sea without wind in the sails I said dear God have I missed you took ill and then the Lord rallied me I dragged myself up here to the office didn't even have my voice back and we got back on the program. And we went four months straight. Not one day off. I would have kept going. But my computer malfunctioned. And I had to do a reboot. But we hit 10,000 episodes. And we're soon to hit 10,500 episodes. And I can't afford to quit and turn back. And I said, God, I believe this is what you're calling me to do. I want to be a part in this. For two years, I felt compelled to work on some projects behind the scenes with A. Allen's only son, a great man of God, my friend, Paul Allen, working with him to try to salvage anything we could of his father's audio and visual video legacies. I put around 40 grand of my own money in time and hired labor acquiring what I could find to save it 
and to do some free work, not looking for anything back. I just wanted to be able to see what I had not seen before and don't see today in the church. And when I begin to see the miracles today, programs that they were doing then, I said, Lord Jesus, there's a paradigm shift. We've got to get back there again. It can be done again. Same God. If we just have an opportunity. And then a dear sister, Messianic Jewish believer, her and her husband reached out to me and they said, we heard your appeal two days ago. It was that we did it. We'd like to give a $1,000. You know, I was wondering when you would uh, jump on this. I, I just felt that this was your destiny. That encouraged me. And then a man and wife who I don't know from any programs that we've done. They said, in fact, we don't know you from Adam. That was her exact word. They said, God spoke to us. Told us to give you $3,000 to buy Miracle Valley. Now again, I've made it clear then, I'm going to make it clear now. I'm not taking any money. Just pledges. And if we got people that will pledge X number of dollars, I write it down, I'm going to tally them up, and if we get to that minimum bid, then I will contact them. I'll contact you if that's one of you tuning in. And I'll say, now's the time. Wire, send the money in. Because we've got to be ready for it if we put that bid in to follow through. And I'll say, we've got the money, we're putting in the bid. And then even that, there may be others that come in with a bid similar, and if we were not to win, then that would be 100% refunded. No loss. But we're not even at that point yet. We've got nine days left. I thought, I'm going to do it. If God's for us, who can be against us? He'll come through. And if not, it wasn't meant to be. And I will accept that. And God bless whoever he chose to carry the torch. I believe he's tapped a Mega Man radio to carry this torch of deliverance back to base camp and to work with the other men and women of God who share in love for that ministry there. I interviewed many people independently. Some of them I was able to get on the show. Others I invited. They hadn't come on yet. And I noticed something was wrong here. Everybody talked about the other person. Or they related experiences where they were mistreated by someone else. And I said, that's not right. What was done to them? Or what people were doing to another? I said, why can't everybody get along? I said, if if people would come together, man, how much easier it would be actually make this thing happen. It just seems like the devil doesn't want to stop. He's still trying to destroy that legacy there, the heritage of what A. Allen started by the hand of God who led him there and tapped Urban Leindecker to give two, give 1,200 acres. And another man who was trying to buy it and would have got in there and the property had been gone. God smoked blind. He couldn't even see. And he said, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not meant to buy this. And two men, or one man, had to hold him by the arm and carry him out the door. 
And since he got out the door, his vision was restored. He never came back. God didn't want him to have it. That was earmarked for the creation of Miracle Valley. They used to have their own zip code. They used to have their own post office. Right across the highway there in front of the property, the Allens built a subdivision, a community for Christ-minded folks, and they had little streets, Hope Way, Deliverance Way, Chariots of Fire Drive. Some of them were biblical names, many of them. And I looked over the years and Many of those names have went back. Went back. They've changed. They don't carry the biblical name anymore. Some of them still do, but the place was almost wiped out. Satan literally tried to nuke it. But God. And it's now or never. I said, I'm going to do it. As I mentioned, this man contacted me. I don't know you from Adam. God told me to give you $3,000. I said, brother, God richly bless you. We will we will take that. If and when we uh, meet the minimum, God richly bless you. This is exciting. All of a sudden, I had that spark ignite. God's with us. I said, Lord, give me a sign. And that happened. Then another came forward. The one, the three, they said, uh, we would like to give $1,000. I said, praise Jesus, we got 5000 We had zero yesterday. Last night, during the programs, someone came forward from the area, said they want to get involved in deliverance. They know that deliverance is supposed to be breaking out there. They want to be, learn. They heard us say we wanted to bring free schools of deliverance and their deliverance training, mass deliverance. Come in there and get delivered. Learn how to cast out devils and you go deliver others in Jesus' name. Lay hands on the sick. Get equipped for evangelism. That's what we want to do. Restore the original vision. Not tear down God's church, but build it back up. Get it active again. Has been active, that tabernacle, in many a year. Two decades at least. Not to say people weren't trying. And working with what they had to work with. But it didn't happen. These have happened now. And the lady said, I want to give $5,000. Praise the Lord, sister. I can assure you, God puts us in there. Deliverance is coming to Miracle Valley. You get all the training you want, and you can be casting out devils. We need workers in there, because people are going to come. As that one movie said, if you build it, they will come. I'm here to tell you, people will begin to come worldwide when they find out. The move of God is taking place again in God's Miracle Valley. And then a brother in the deliverance ministry prayed about it. I sent him the video to listen to. He said, the Lord put it on my heart to give $1,000. And 
as we speak right now, withstanding anything that's come in the email during this broadcast, we've got $11,000. We had zero yesterday. We've got 11000 now. That's not enough, of course, to hit that minimum. But we had nothing before. Look what God has done. I give God the praise. I received an email from a brother in the Lord from who's a prophet. And when he gives me the green light to read, if he does, I will read it on air. What took place, a supernatural event in his life where he cried for days and God called him into fasting and when he obeyed the Lord God showed him something about Miracle Valley and what God wants to do and as I mentioned we'll give more of that testimony if I'm given the green light to do it but he wrote me to encourage me I said God is in this and we're going to have faith Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Of course, we know that the Bible also says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. When God tapped me for ministry, I wasn't even seeking ministry. I had a business that God had given me. A product that people laughed at me when I said I wanted to do it. They said, why would you want to do that? Nobody's interested in that. Little they know that everything was about to change in that herbal arena. And God gave me a million-dollar idea. And we made millions. And we used our tithe and offering, 20% of the gross, to fund ministry, to help Israel, to help the widows and the orphans, to fund evangelism. I did not slack in giving God his tithes and offerings. And God gave me almost a supernatural manna stream. I couldn't have uh, replicated it if I tried. Every day, it was like a manna allotment. X number of dollars would come in. Five days a week. And even a sixth day. And then the seventh day was a, a smaller amount. It happened like that. went for years. And it was something God had me doing at that time. Yet he put a a call in to me one day through my grandmother. Son, the Lord told me to call you. What did he say, grandmother? He said, there's a word he wants you to speak. And I was scratching my head. I said, well, grandmother, I'll speak, but I don't know what, what it is. What do you want me to speak? You have to give me the word. Son, I'm just delivering the word that he gave me. And through other events that took place, I began to understand what God was putting my heart to do. Yet I delayed almost five years later I still had not started the work that the Lord had called me to do. He got my attention all right, though, when the economy took a downturn, and I found myself sitting in Sedan Cologne, Costa Rica. I put one ahead in storage. I was the last uh, employee of that company. Turned off the lights, put my stuff in storage, took my laptop on my iridium set phone, and I set off for Costa Rica. I said, I don't think I'm coming back. Obama's going to destroy this country. And when I was over there, not doing anything for the Lord, running for my calling, 
not obedient, the Lord got a hold of me. But through a series of circumstances, it was made very clear to me. Pack your bags and get out. That was the word of the Lord. Pack your bags and get out. I didn't understand what was next or what was ahead. But I knew I had to obey the Lord. And I got on that plane. Flew back to Jacksonville, Florida. Got the, to meet the dynamic Dr. Pat Holliday. Go to her church twice while I was down there. God put it on my heart to seek out anything I could find on deliverance. And basically 90 days later, June 22nd, 2010, we launched the Mega Man Radio. Didn't even know how to do a podcast. The technical side of it. Do three podcasters. Asked all three in an email. Can you help me figure this thing out? Only one even took the time to respond. What's that tell you about the other two? I guess they didn't want competition. And it was Rick Wiles of True News who said, you know, cost you a lot of money to set up a studio. Look at least forty grand. But we're looking for a mobile solution and we came across this thing, you might want to check it out, called Blog Talk Radio. And you know, I looked at it and seventy two hours later we did our first program at midnight. June twenty second, two thousand ten. That was significant because when my grandparents launched their ministry back around nineteen fifty five the Lord spoke to my grandmother, Wedis Weber, and said, I'm calling you and your family to go for me into the mission fields of Texas, from Macon, George, where they're at. Same time, my granduncle Johnny, my grandfather's brother, her father, her brother-in-law, got the same calling on his life. God called him. He said, you go now for me, or you're not going to make it. And he gives his testimony about almost being bitten twice, by a deadly rattlesnake and almost getting struck by lightning and he finally said God I'm not going to fight you anymore I don't want to die I'm going to serve you God called him same time and he told my grandmother he said I want you to leave Sunday night midnight no sooner no later she sells all the furniture in the apartment my grandfather came home from work about flipped out Wheatus where's all the furniture what are, what are we doing here make a long story short they hit the road. Didn't know exactly where they were going to end up, but they would. They had the Holy Ghost. And they would pull over on the side of the road. Not even at a rest stop, just pull over on the interstate. The trek from Macon to Texas where they would go. And they would pray. Pray in tongues. One would get the interpretation. God give them a direction on the interstate. Get them to the next way station. And ultimately, he took them into one of the Church of God offices there in Texas. And they said, I'm going to send you up to meet Sister Key. She pastors a church, her and her husband, churches, and uh, go meet her. They went and met her and knocked at this lady's door. This is about 1955. She had never seen them before. They'd never seen her before and opened the door invited them in. She said, come on in now. Sit down and gave them some food and said, uh, actually before the food even said, let's just pray. He said, we're here to serve the Lord. My grandparents said, Uncle Johnny and Aunt Sue, God sent us here from Macon, Georgia. All they had was uh, 
a baptismal certificate. They didn't go through no Bible school. But they read the Word of God. They got schooled by the Holy Ghost. And she prayed and gave a prophetic spoke in tongues and excuse me rather and the Lord gave her the interpretation said these are my servants use them it said okay well that settles it uh, why don't y'all run a revival for us this week they ran a revival and each of them would get up and share lasted about four weeks I'm told and at the end of that God was moving so mightily that Sister Keys knew that they were called into the pastorate. Sent my grandmother and grandfather to one church and Uncle Johnny and Aunt Sula, great Uncle Johnny rather, and Aunt Sula, to another city in Texas and Uncle Johnny stayed out there almost 15 years. Grandmother and granddad pastored a church many years and three or four years later uh, God called them back to Edmund Chapel in Lyons, Georgia, a church that they had once attended themselves, grew up with. They pastored it and God would call them into over a 55 year ministry. So he took Granny home in 2011, and Granddad Lord took home 18 months ago, age 90. Faithful for the Lord to the very end. Obedient servants who had a love to serve the Lord, and God used them mightily. And I ran for my calling. It was five years later. Rick Wells said, try blog talk radio. Within 72 hours, I had what I needed. And we did it on a midnight, just like grandmother had launched on a midnight. Sunday night, midnight, no sooner, no later is what the Lord told her. We did our program, and that was 13 years ago. We set a world record. By the grace of God, we got 10,400 shows. It probably never will be done again. And we're not, we're not showing any signs of stopping. We're back on track. We've been knocked down before, but we get back up. Because the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. When God calls you, He doesn't take His calling back or His gifts. He expects you and I to be obedient. God said, speak my word. It was made apparent to me later on what that was to do and he wanted me to read his word. We have a program we call Speak My Word. We want to begin to do that more faithfully than ever before. And we'll do that from Miracle Valley. We'll broadcast the word of God worldwide. God's word in the English language, the King James Bible. I don't accept no substitute myself. We're going to do Mark 16 ministry. I'd like to see that correspondence program that equipped many people who partner with Miracle Valley around the world, prepared them for ministry. They were on the ball there. They did books, records, revivals. A. Allen traveled with tents. I was talking to Brother Louis Betancourt. He said, We want to get a tent. He's got a piece of property up front on the road where A. Allen had a tent. They're doing some exciting things over there at Miracle Valley today. 
But if we can get the property and God be with us, it's going to happen. It'll be God who does it. Because I don't have $355,000 in my bank account. I'm here to tell you. Some weeks we've had less than $100. But we had our bills paid. And I said, God, you didn't get me this far to let me down now. Longer with your, you're with the Lord and you see him come through for you and you see miracles, it builds your faith. I'm a man of great faith. I said, it's going to take a quick miracle this time. But if God's in it, it's not anything for the Lord to tap a few people or a group. And they come forward and we got all that we need to get that property. And give it back to the Lord Jesus Christ for what it was meant and designed to be. A hub of full gospel ministry and deliverance worldwide. It's got a well of living water down there. They're still putting water out. 70 years later. From the same location over 800 feet below. That God said you'll go down to X number of feet and find water. In the middle of the desert no, no less. That's a long way to go down. And when they went down there they found it exactly where God said it would be. And it's still pumping water to this day. This 37 half acres has that on it. That's going to be crucial. You need water. I'm excited because we had zero in the war chest 40 hours ago. Right now as we speak, we've got five pledges. Five people have come forward. I'd expected more, to be honest with you. But we got five people so far that have contacted me, and I said, you know, it's not about how much you pledge. Pledge $5. We have five people. And God doesn't need many. I don't know what it's going to take. At the end, it may not be more than a Gideon 300. God doesn't need many to accomplish his will. There's been times where he was looking for one to stand in the gap so you wouldn't have to bring his judgment on the land. And he couldn't find anybody. Truly, Jesus said, the harvest fields are white and the workers are few. Even fewer now in 2023 that will step up. I would expect every friend of Omega Man Ready to come forward and say, I'll give 10 bucks. We haven't been able to count on that. And I, well, I don't know what's going on. God, how are we going to do this? And then the Lord began to speak to these people that I've just testified about. And here we are. We're starting to fill up that war chest. And I thought, if God is going to have us do this, he's going to come through. And it will be obvious to all that it wasn't Shannon Davis who did it. I don't have the means to do it. But if this be the will of the Lord, he will make it happen. It will be obvious to all. So I'm believing that we're called to do this. We shall soon see. We only got nine days. And if God has put it in your heart to make a difference with your life, maybe you've never done anything before the Lord at all, this can be your time to give to the rebuilding of God's house. 
in the field ministry of deliverance, healing, and salvation. Mark 16. It is not too late to get busy for the Lord. Jesus is in the scripture waiting even at midnight hour for just somebody to come by. Most were sleeping. Or in this day and hour, probably drinking, clubbing, playing Xbox, watching Netflix, inside where it's warm and toasty or cool, depending on what environment you're in. They don't want to be outside. And he was waiting for somebody. Somebody that would come by and help them get that harvest in because if they didn't, it was going to die in the vine. No different now. It's hard to find people that'll give. And the Lord has entrusted me with great sums of money in the past because, and we, we did use it for the Lord because I'm a cheerful giver. I love to give. Nothing more exciting to give. I understand the meaning of it's more blessed to give than receive. When you give to the work of the Lord, God is going to give back. Given it shall be given unto you. That's not my words. That's the word of God. Pressed down, shaken over, overflowing. You know the verses. God loves a cheerful giver. Yet if I had nothing to give, well, then I'm going to miss out on that. So I'm thankful when I have something to give. And we all got something to give. You got the tithe. The tithe is the Lord's. They think above that is the offering. And I know I cannot give God. And I'm not saying how God gives it back. He didn't say he's going to give it back necessarily in cash. Maybe your health, an open door you need, a job, a breakthrough, answered prayer. He knows where to apply it. But truly, uh God's word is true and let every man be a liar. God will bless people who give to his work and he that wins souls is wise. That's the whole point of bringing Miracle Valley back, I hope. Win souls and set the captives free. Heal the sick in Jesus' name that the enemy want to take out body bags, train and equip the saints, or it's pointless. I've heard nobody mention one-fourth of Jesus Christ's ministry deliverance. Everything but. Now, I may offend some people by what I'm saying, but you'll find if you tune into me long enough, I'm transparent. We speak the truth, let the chips fall where they may. I've got my lovers and haters. We've got people who want to sit on the sideline and say we can never do it. They mock us, they laugh at us. So-called Christians, and some I thought were my friends. But it doesn't matter to me what men think. It matters what God thinks about me and it thinks about you. We ought to obey God rather than men. And I believe God has called Omega Man Radio to bring this place back up. Joining with men and women of God around the world who share the same vision and we do it together. bring deliverance back to Miracle Valley. If you want to give to this project, we've got nine days left. It's now or never. I'm not taking any money, as I mentioned. But you can email me at omegamanradio at protonmail.com and whatever you'd like to pledge. Five dollars. Five thousand dollars we received a pledge for. Several for a thousand. One for three. A man said God told him. 
to give. And he said, I don't know you from Adam, sir. But he's obeying God. And we're going to see what happens. If we've got enough, we'll place the bid. If we don't, then nobody needs to send me anything. And we're going to go for a win. If God forbid we did not win, every bit of the money gets refunded. But if God is for us, who can be against us? If this is God's will, for us to do this together, this is his vision, it will happen. And it will be us, it will be God. But don't miss your blessing. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Whatever God will put on your heart to give, email me. I'll write it down on a notebook and I'll keep you all posted over the next nine days. If we've got enough, we're going to do the bid. See this thing through. And if not, well, I try it. But indicators are, so far, that the Lord is backing us. You should see the prophetic word that was sent to me today. The Lord spoke to a man who's entered in on a 10-day fast. And by the way, if literally you don't even have one dollar, if you can't muster a dollar, I don't know what's wrong. You need deliverance more than anybody. Break the curse of poverty. I've been there before, 35 cents to my name. And I'd gotten there through my sin. And if God had not bailed me out that day, I would have been screwed. I'll never forget year 2000. I ended up an American living in Tijuana. I was so broke I couldn't afford an apartment in San Diego. And I had to work. I managed to get a temp job paying five bucks an hour at age 30. And that job, as it turned out, praise God, was within walking distance of one of the borders, Otay Mesa. And I lived over there on the other side near Constitution Avenue in Colonia Dalgo. And I would take about three taxis to get all the way over there, the other side of Tijuana, to that border. And then once I hit the border, I had to walk one mile. I had one pair of shoes to my name. They were construction shoes, the ones that have the steel shank in the in the toe. They don't bend well. And you're doing a lot of walking. You're going to get calluses. I had calluses that were about half an inch thick on my toes. I needed a good pair of tennis shoes, but I couldn't afford it. And I set off that day. It was a Friday. God had given me a temp job the two weeks prior. I'd had 48 hours left of taxi, uh, trolley fare, rather. I said, God, you got to help me. I'm not going to even have a way to come in and work if a call comes in. And i got 48 hours left on this pass. Living on ramen noodles. A five-gallon bar- bottle of sparklets and a banana when I could get one. I was so broke, I didn't even have a broom to sweep my floor. Somebody came by and said, can't you clean up around here? I said, man, I don't have a broom. And I don't have two pieces of paper. Scoop it up. That's how broke I was. No, Not even a refrigerator. I was living like a pauper. Due to sin. But I got to my lowest point, and I cried out to the Lord. I said, God, I surrender to you. 
And unless you help me, I'm I'm a goner. I got no lifeline to call on. I'd already called them. In. I need a job. I went in with two days left of bus fare. I'd signed up with two or three temp agencies. That was my fastest route to work. Whatever job you got. I didn't have a cell phone. I had a pager. The pager went off. I got to the paid telephone, called the temp agency. They said, we've got a job for you. I said, when is it? They said, today. Can you be there? I said, well, sure. I had to literally go back across the border to get ready. It was a three-hour trek. Mapped it out. Went as far as the trolley went. And I, unfortunately, didn't have bus fare. Had to walk four miles in these shoes to go to a job that was in the afternoon 2 p.m. working data entry till 9 and where I needed to cross the border was four miles back it would take me literally three hours to get to work and three hours to get home but I did that job and I was thankful for it and one day I had enough just enough for a bus along one of those stretches and I had another guy out there waiting at the stop he looked at me I looked at him and he said you got you got 50 cents I can borrow and I smiled I said brother I'm broke I got 30 you know, I got just enough of this taxi fare and he smiled too he was down on his luck too and I worked that job for two weeks and the job ended and I got a call I think it was Timpson Company if I recall correctly they're in San Diego National City San Diego they said we got this job a company called Max I said I don't know that one I've worked there before a few times for y'all day labor it's a great it's a great place they do DVD replication make CDs and DVDs and uh, I had worked with migrants, Mexican migrants. I was like the only American. There was actually one more that was living down in Rosarita Beach. But I'm like going across the border from Mexico to work <laughs> with the migrants. And then they're coming back. Good people. And that's who they typically hired. They're for labor. And they said, well, we've got a job working over there in production. And uh, it's a it's a permanent position, pay you $10 an hour and opportunity for overtime. I said, they said, would you like to interview? And I said, sure. Well, that one job I just mentioned had ended on that Thursday. And Friday, I was supposed to pick up my check. But it was over National City. And I'm over at the Otay Mesa border. If you know anything about San Diego, it's about a 20-minute, 20 uh, 20-mile 20 drive. I didn't have a car. Taxis are expensive. They're like any place. I didn't have bus fare. Except to get from my apartment that morning. Make my switches. Get to the border. Walk a mile in those construction shoes. I put on these faded jeans. That if I didn't put a hole in the belt, they would fall down to my ankles. I had lost all that weight. 
went out there with a few extra pounds. And when you get on the ramen uh, noodle starvation diet, you don't have to worry about joining a gym. You will lose that fat quick because I wasn't putting in more than I was burning, so it just melted off. And literally, I had a pair of jeans that if I didn't have a belt with extra holes cut in there, which I had to cut in three holes, those jeans would fall right down to my ankles. It was, it was funny, hilarious to see, but embarrassing. I put on my best shirt, a polo shirt that had a actually a hole over there in the breast area. I was a sore sight, skinny as a rail. I hadn't been able to afford any hair dye. I had gray hair. I'm 30 years old. I'd had great jobs before, worked for the government, worked in media, made good money. But due to a bad choice, I ended up almost busted. And I've got to get my check that day. And I got just enough to get to the border. And I'm walking one mile now, hoping it doesn't rain, to get over to Maxell Corporation to meet with human resources to interview for this permanent job. I so want to get this job. I love that building over there. That's what I want to do. I said, this be my break. God help me. Understanding, not only do I need to get the job, I haven't interviewed yet, but even so, I'm going to have to get back home. And I had in my pocket 35 cents to my name. I'll never forget it. It took 50 cents. Once you got to the border to get to your first tax exchange, and then another 35 cents, another 35 cents, I didn't even have enough to get home. Not like I was going to walk it 20 miles into Tijuana. It was impossible. And I need to get my check. It's Friday. I need that money. How am I going to get over to National City from Otay Mesa, 20 miles away? I said out there, I said, dear God, how am I going to do this? I had no idea. I stepped out in faith. And it happened just like this. The miracle. I walked that mile, walked in there. There was a little bit of this instant coffee there in the break room. I couldn't even afford to drink coffee. It was water. And that was it. And water and water. Helped myself with that. Sadly, they didn't have any of my favorite half and half, so I put some Cremora in there. Wasn't the best, but I was still thankful that I needed a caffeine boost. I was running on E. I drank that. Interviewed. They hired me on the spot. God gave me favor. God gave me favor. They said, you can start Monday. I was so proud I was going to have a great job. It turned out to be a great job. Up to 30 hours of overtime a week at time and a half. Yeah, that's what I needed, all right. It happened. Unlimited. But how am I going to get back? I'm screwed. How am I going to get my check? I'm screwed. Without that money. Going to the weekend. And I'm walking back. I dropped my head. I said, dear God, 
even with his job, I'm screwed. And then the miracle, out of nowhere. A car pulls up. They pulled up, rolled down the window, and they called me by name. I'm like, how do they know my name? And then I realized. They're from the temporary agency. They said, you need a lift? I said, you're going back to home office? Yeah, we are. They gave me the ride back. I got my check. Great thing about San Diego is there's check cashing centers everywhere, like the Ace Cash check cashing. They take their premium. I don't know what it was, a few percentage points. You sign it, show them your ID, they give you cash. I had cash. Not only to get back to Tijuana, but I had a job waiting for me on Monday. And I went in, and I'll tell you what time frame it was. I went in and saw The Patriot. I decided to splurge. I love movies. Went in and saw Mel Gibson's The Patriot. Just come out. And I got me a hot dog, a Coke, a popcorn, and I even got me a chips with yellow cheese. Saw that great movie, went home, and Monday my life changed. I went to work, and uh, there was so much work there to do. Unlimited overtime. Now that was a miracle. No way I was going to be able to work that one out. Had God not come through for me, I would have been been over. I don't know what would have happened. Horrible situation to be in. But God. And I realized if God would do that for me there, all the dangers that lurked across the border with over a thousand cars being stolen a month, mafia, people were murdered all the time over there. You got to see it now. Oh boy. And I can tell you the tales where I would go home and get there just as the border was closing and walk out into the darkness long way quarter of a mile get to the street and wait for a coffee or one of those yellow taxis green taxis and uh, I said man I could get jumped and I thought you know it wouldn't make sense now would it God do a miracle like that and then he let me die and I had confidence with the Lord and I had also had a, a set of keys and I would use those like brass knuckles <laughs> so I figured if someone came after me I'd just hit him with my key I'd stick it right between my fingers and you know what? I lived that way for a year. God blessed me. I was able to build back up. And then the day came I had to leave. That's another story, another direction I'm out and go. I've seen miracles. I've been where I had no job. But I had an idea that the Lord had given me. And I had enough to finance a small production run. And God would turn that into a multi-million dollar business. We were the number three Hootier producer in America and people were shaking their head they said I don't know I just don't know how he does it well I didn't do it the Lord did it apart from him we can't do anything I've seen miracle after miracle I don't have time to tell you the miracles that happen when God brings me into Indonesia onto an island called the island of the gods I don't have time to go into all the the parting of the Red Sea, if you will. God made it so easy. Gave me peace and opened up favor. So I'm a man of great faith. I'm sitting here 
looking at a daunting number. I can't rustle up $355,000, but the Lord can. What is that to God? All the gold and silver his. God gives men the power to create wealth. It's all the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And if this is what God wants, it's going to happen. I don't even have to worry about it. I'm not sitting on my buttocks waiting for a FedEx from heaven to drop on my lap. I'm doing what I know to do. I'm making the need known. We're knocking on doors. We're putting out the appeal tonight. I had no intention even to do this program. I've worked all night. I laid down for about 90 minutes. They get Jeremiah ready for school. And I usually am laid out on a mattress in the living room. Our family of five have outgrown the uh, the bedroom. And I'm the first to get booted. So I'm out on a mattress. That's the only way we can do it right now. The house that we have has two extra rooms, but they're upstairs. We don't want the kids falling down the stairs in the middle of the night. So I'm out there like I normally do, laid out. I like that place. It's cool. It's cooler downstairs anyway. I'm laid out on my mattress, and I was awoken. I don't know what time it is. Realized I hadn't slept more than 90 minutes. I said, Mama, make me a hot cocoa. I've got my hot cocoa, and I've been talking so long. It's gotten cold. Let me take a sip. And I said, I feel like doing a show. I'm just getting started. i got a program to play for you. But I want to share my heart with you tonight. I believe this is from God. I have received some great input from people out there praying. Praying. Travelling. One man cried for three days. God so moved his heart to see God's church rebuilt there in Miracle Valley. He's in fasting mode for 10 days right now. I think that's a good thing for me to do too. And I'm on the program right now, okay? Okay, a little bit later. Judah is up here. He's got to go to school. Actually, you've got to go to school, son. It's not even 9 o'clock yet. I feel energized. I'm excited. God's doing something. I said, God, you've got to give me a sign. And it's coming in as we speak. $11,000, where we had zero 24 hours ago. God can do that. He can do the rest. And if this is his will, he will do the rest. And if I've missed it, well, then God bless whoever he's called to put in there, but I believe that he's called us to, to go there and work with those that will work with us. I look forward to working with the Benton Courts. I welcome anybody that like to work with us. We had a lady on my YouTube. And thank you, Brother Louie, for suggesting I put this up on YouTube. We've got some people that saw it. And thank you, Brother Louie, for putting it on your Miracle Valley Today wall. lady said, I don't have any money. But I just want to work for the Lord. I'll clean toilets. One guy said, I'll cut grass. There's people right now that love Jesus and want to go down to Miracle Valley and work for the Lord in his house and on his property. 
I share that that vision to see that place once again online. I want to do my part. I'm 27 hours away from there by plane. Yet I've felt in my spirit that it's time to go to the next assignment. We've been here seven years now. We have survived, but by the hand of God, we're smack dab, ground zero in enemy territory. Enemy not being the people, but the demons. I can't even begin to tell you the level of the demonic here. It's like a miniature India. If you've been to India, well then, you know Bali. But every area has its own brand of witchcraft. I can tell you we got demons within 25 foot of us in all directions or less living there on the altars that are built into the yards on thrones being worshipped every day I can tell you we have um, encountered continual physical attacks here but we keep pushing through we don't quit and with prayer we keep going and I'm saying God I feel there's something more to do we've done what we're here to do And then I had that appointment with Destiny two years ago, and I talked to Paul Allen, the only child left of A. E. Allen, surviving son, rather. I'm sorry, I think there's still a sister left, but one one brother. That's it. And uh, he's he's the last boy. And we had a conversation. I invited him on the program. He told me about a project he was working on. He he tried to get people to help him. Everything was falling through. I said, I'll help you. No charge. I don't want anything in return. And uh, I just want to be able to see what happened there at Miracle Valley. And um, God pulled me into this project. Out of the blue one day, a small lot comes available over there in Miracle Valley, the subdivision, right across from the property being sold. I said, what's the chances of this? It just popped up. And God made it available. I was able to buy my first property. It's not much. It's just a patch of dirt, literally. You need to build a home on it. Otherwise, you're not allowed to use it. And uh, But I knew that I needed to put my stake down in the promised land. Put down some roots. And as I heard that the property was coming up for sale, it's been over a year, year and a half. Been going through the the county and trying to figure out what to do. People knew ultimately would be put up for sale. I said, God, is, is there any part for me in this work that you're doing down there? I see, I, I have the vision of what it could be turned into. What could be done once again? And God opened the door. for us to be here tonight I believe it is the divine will of God for Mega Man and the listeners out there come together this property gets purchased and we do what we've outlined today we rebuild God's church as the brother was instructed by the Lord who spoke to him 
this week when he started his fast. God doesn't want it transformed to anything else. He wants it restored. His church, that is. So we got nine days. Let's see if we heard from the Lord or not. And I, after I entered into the throne room of great grace boldly, as you can come as a believer, in ever-present help in time of need, I made my case. I said, Lord, nonetheless, you know best. Not my will, but thy will be done. If it's going to happen, it's going to be a miracle that you do. It'll be a quick miracle. And if not, you know best. Bless whoever you have in store for that property. And that's where I left it. And I said, Lord, give me a sign. Give me some sign. Otherwise, I just need to let it go. And that person on YouTube said, God told me to give you $3,000. The prophet contacted me just last night. said, I need to share something with you, what the Lord showed me. He said, God wants you to do it. I said, well, praise the Lord, brother. Thank you, sister. And here we are. If you'd like to partner with us to see this through to the end, you can make a pledge of any amount, small or large, a dollar if that's all you got. If that's all you got, put in a dollar. You're going to get some fruit from it. What's that dollar good for anyway? Can you even get a double stack with cheese at Wendy's? I think the cost of burgers went up. I survived a while, so I, I knew about the double stack with cheese and a chili. 99 cent, 99 cent. Many nights as we started this program, I was looking for quarters. I'm hungry. I'm tired of the tuna. I would eat a lot in that piece of toast. God, give me enough that I can have $3.49 because I think that's the tax. And actually, I was able to get a double stack with cheese, a small chili, and a small fry. And it cost me like three twenty-eight or three forty-nine. I forget. Praising the Lord when I had it. God provided. You can put it on double stack with cheese or you can put it in the work of the Lord. Now, we're going to need a lot of people if you give a dollar. But I'm just saying, everybody can have a part in this. If you can do more, do more. And don't send it to me. Let me just be clear. You pledge it. Because if we can't come up with the 325, then we can't even bid. No reason to send it to me. I'm not taking money up to put in my pocket. What I'm talking about right now is the Miracle Valley Project. Giving to Omega Man, to general funds, that's another thing. We do need your help. Please continue to do that. But for Miracle Valley... Uh, I'm just taking pledges. Email me. I'll write your name down. I'll put it in a, a special email folder. And if we get enough, within the next nine days, to put that bid in and we win, well, praise the Lord, you can wire it to me. We get the property and we uh, we embrace our destiny together. And if we were to lose the auction, 100% will be refunded. But just email me if you want to be part of it. I'll keep your email, and I'll let you know. You'll know right here we're going to do daily updates. Not as long as I'm doing tonight, unless we need to. 
and we're going to uh, keep you apprised. It might take half a million dollars. We really don't know who else has what. So far, nobody has even bid. I don't have an answer for that other than they probably don't have the money. It's not easy to find that money. But God can find it. And maybe he's tapping you to do something. Give $100 or more. We had someone give 1000 Gave 5000 We only have five people that step forward. I mean, dear God, I thought we had uh, hundreds upon hundreds of listeners out there. And maybe they haven't heard this program. Maybe just finding out now. We just started this in the last 24 hours. I shouldn't jump the gun. Many people just probably don't even know. Which makes it even more difficult. It's going to have to be a quick miracle of God. Because we just made the decision. Hours ago, if you will. 24 hours. Let's do this. Let's go for it. Let's take the land for Jesus. So, maybe you are hearing for this for the first time. You want to give. Now's the time. Come on board. Don't send money. Just send a pledge in an email. Just say, I pledge uh, X number of dollars towards the purchase of this. It's like when they built the temple. It's like when they built the ark. The people of God came and brought their gold and silver and the coin and brought in the materials to accomplish the job. I'm not taking an income from it. Not going to me. It's going to the build God's house and build his ministry and make it a house of prayer and a house of deliverance and healing salvation and perhaps God has blessed you and you're in the twilight of your years and you think well you know I've got all that I need but I know I was destined to do something more I want to do something more I don't want to go out of here not having reached my potential and I I Meditating on that a lot. I said, dear God, told him the other day. I mean what I said. Put me at ground zero. I want to give the devil a black eye. And if it means my head, they take my head, so be it. I don't want to just go out of here coasting into eternity. I want to go out having my life having meant something. Don't you? And when we do the will of the Lord, that, that means something. Because we're going to hear one day, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Maybe say, how, how can I get in on, on a, uh, a great harvest field work? Right here. There'll be fruit from it. Soul saved, healed, and delivered. Equipped for ministry. It's a great opportunity. And maybe you have the ability to give more. All we need is people to to do what they can do and God will put it all together I don't need to give any heavy sales pitches the reality is unless God does it it's not going to happen but how is he going to do it he's going to do it through his people they hear the voice of the Lord and he says I want you to be a part of this I think it's an exciting thing have an opportunity to be a part of Email me to MegamanRadio at ProtonMail.com. we got nine days. That's it. There's no more time. It will be 
sold or disposed of at that time. A sad thing would be that uh, an infidel came in there, not even saved, but they see it as prime real estate to do something like set up a an automotive parts store or Walmart or develop the lot. The devil would love to deal the final nail in the coffin for Miracle Valley. He almost killed it. It's going to take a lot of work to build it back up, but it can be done. It's now or never, though. Sent demons in there to burn down the audiovisual library. Original master tapes lost. Thank God there's still some copies circulating out there. And even those are scarce. There are, two, there are some magazines that people are still looking for, and I, I bid on things when I have the money to do it. And I will tell you, they're so scarce that I saw an auction the other day for two Miracle magazines, which is the magazine that the ministry put out from 19, like 55 on, um, until Brother Allen died, and then the name was changed under another minister's name that he ran with it. There was a magazine that went for $200. This stuff is so precious. Can you imagine paying $200 or $300 for a book? It's nuts. But see, people see value in it, and so do I. They, they know this stuff is valuable. The power in it. The power of the testimonies. And the faith building. When you see these things happen, you say, man, I want to go to that kind of church today. And there are still some churches like that, but they're few and far between. About the time Elijah thought he was the only one left, God said, I got 7,000 still reserved in this cave. But I think it would be a great, a grand thing to see happen. And, uh, man, I could go to my grave. I had an opportunity to be part of this. And know I had done something for the Lord something that made an impact there's still some life left in Omega Man I'm 53, be 54 in November I've had my physical attacks it's been hard to get this far in the world of podcasting we went into uncharted territory where no man has treaded before many have quit a long time back and we keep doing it because God hadn't released me from doing it But I believe that we're going to continue this, but we're going to be broadcasting from Miracle Valley, Arizona, working with our friends like the Betancourts. Love to work with the Allen family. And let me just say something here, and I made it known today on Brother Ross Collette's Facebook wall who worked for A. Allen. We know people that worked with a man and testified that he was God's man of faith and power, a good man of God, not like they wrote in some of the books, to smear and slander him and God's work. I said, uh, let me make it very clear. I've had an opportunity to form a friendship with Paul Allen, the only son of A. Allen. He's in his 80s now. His body is starting to break down. But God's not done with him yet. And he's got a mind like an elephant. He is a living, breathing, revival history man. He was there when ground was being broken to build Miracle Valley back in the 50s. He's got so much information in his brain. 
like a walking encyclopedia of the history of Miracle Valley and his father's ministry wrote a book about it get the book Growing Up Allen and uh, he hasn't been taken care of folks I don't even want to describe how he has to live today Dr. Eric got a chance to meet the man and said if you can help Brother Paul do it for me and we have done what we could but he needs to be relocated to a proper house and I make this pledge if we get the property I'm moving brother Paul back to Miracle Valley I was going to give him the property ahead only problem is they, it wasn't zoned for a trailer we're going to put a trailer on there I said brother Paul go down to Miracle Valley God help me to pick up this little lot we can put a trailer on there need to dig a septic tank and hook up to the water he lives over about 100 miles out from Miracle Valley and drove up there and he said you know I looked at the property he said you know if I had a football and my arm's strong enough I could throw it and hit my daddy's house it's that close to dad's house Brother Allen has a house over there it's pretty amazing Louis Betancourt put a picture of it up there on the internet for all to see on his Miracles Today Facebook wall check it out and we reposted it and it's an amazing house it's just right up from the lot Brother uh, Louis and Sister Rose they live over there they would be my neighbors they've got several properties over there and they're going to be building the uh, Miracle Valley International Church there and uh, I was going to put Brother Paul on that property we found out we can't do anything with it except you'd have to build a house well that's not a priority right now but if we get the Miracle Valley place we're going to get Brother Paul over on the property. Plenty of room over there. And he can live there and work there and work with us. At a place of honor. And be an honor to have him on the board. The only surviving son of A. E. Allen. A great man of God. And loves Jesus. He's seen miracles in his own life. In the last year, miracle healings got to go over to the Philippines last year and see some of the work that his daddy did and meet people that were impacted by God's man of faith and power, A. Allen. He went home too soon, but he did the job of 10,000 men. He Lord took him home at age 60, 1970. He had a heart attack and the Lord took him. He knew that maybe his time was short he was ready to pass the torch. and Well, the rest is history. There's a prophetic word that many have mentioned that was prophesied in up to three services of A.L. And if it be true, it describes the situation that exists there now. The property would be in need of repairs. There'd be tumbleweeds on the property. God would send another people in there. People to bring it back. And deliverance would begin to go forth around the world. Revival. It was once known as the camp meeting capital of the world. It could be again. Talk to Brother Louie and Sister Rose. They have some property. And again, as I mentioned, um, they're adjacent. Right where Brother Allen had put some of his massive tents before. 
I can see all types of great things happening there and free to the people of God. I said all that to say this. We'll take care of Brother Paul. We'll be faithful to the work that God calls us to do there. And we're going to begin to realize the vision to have regular deliverance meetings, workshops. You can come out and get trained in deliverance. Become a deliverance worker. Launch your ministry. Get trained and equipped. And I'll work with anybody who wants to work with us. A lot of great fine people who have nothing but a heart and a desire to work for the Lord. I said all that to say this. we got nine days, and we'll see. If it's meant to be, it's going to happen. There's not anything that can stand in the way. I really don't even have to worry. If you'd like to be a part of this, I think something historic could be one of the most historic things that any of us have ever participated in or ever could. And again, I, I can only say this. I feel supernaturally drawn to that property. I've said it many times. I don't understand it. What's going on here? I even stopped the programs for two months, as some of you were witness to. I said, i got to work on a project. The time is now. A golden opportunity to help recover some of these audiovisual materials. And there's a lot I can't mention right now. There's even some that would not want any of this to see the light of day ever again that have worked against us. I forgive them. Hopefully they'll want to join hands and bring this stuff back for the whole world to enjoy again. But here I am. I said, God, what is my part of this? And I felt compelled to do what we're doing right now. I'm excited. I'm excited. And yes, if we get the property, uh, a Mega Man will be relocating back to Arizona. My wife said, Are you sure you want to go to the desert? You know what it's like out there? I said, Did you forget I spent three years in Las Vegas? Loved it. No humidity like you have here. I, I lived in the desert. In the middle of the... Um, what do, you, what do you call that desert out there in Nevada? I forget the name. Um, Mojave Desert. It's, just, it's an oasis out there. Mojave. Loved it. I really felt more at home when I was in Vegas than any place I've ever been in my life. And I've lived in a lot of places. But we've been here seven years. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. God's will, we're going to do it. Okay, I've said all that to say this. You say, look, uh, I'd like to do more, but I can't. Well, let me tell you how you can do more. Share the program that I posted already up on YouTube. It wasn't as long as the one I'm doing now. It was more succinct and to the point. Share that one. I just posted it earlier today. Get it out there. It's a Wednesday posting update with a war chest total. Share it anywhere you can. Or repost what I put up and pinned on my Facebook wall anywhere you can. It's got all the information that we'd like to get out there. Maybe somebody will see it and they'll come on board and together we'll have enough. That's how I believe this is going to happen. We're doing our part. God will have to bring it all together. 
We're going into uncharted territories. We don't know what the final bid is going to be required to get this property. Again, there are people with war chests. They have not yet entered the foray, but they in all likelihood will. And uh, we're not going to wait. If we got the minimum, we're going to go ahead and declare that, and we're going to place that bid. I've already stepped out in faith to declare that we're going to try to do what to man is impossible, but with God all things are possible. To him that believe and are called according to his purpose, do I hear an amen? Okay, I've said all I'm going to say. I've got an audio for you. I still feel wired. Not ready to go to bed. I'm already into my second day. We're going to be back uh, tomorrow, by the way, at 10 a.m. Eastern. Got four shows due for you, I think. Yeah, we, yeah, we do. David Measures, Gary Stafford, John Terrell, Joseph Jasetsky. Mega Man Radio is going forward. We're not quitting the podcast, by the way. But it's time to take on the work of the Lord. Go to the next level. Are you excited? I already talked to Joseph Jasetsky, and I put him on notice. I said, Brother Joseph, you've never done the School of Deliverance in America. Isn't that right? I want to bring you in first to Miracle Valley to hold it there. Free School of Deliverance. We're going to do it where it all started, back in 1955, by the grace of God. Let's pray. Pray with me right now. Father Yahovah, in Jesus' name, apart from you, we can do nothing. You resist the proud and give grace and humble. We don't want to even intimate that we're doing anything on our own power. Apart from you, Lord Jesus, we know we can do nothing. If this be of you, and all indicators that are coming in are that you're in this, we give it over to you, Lord Jesus. We need a quick miracle. I ask that you bless everyone who has done their part in the past for Miracle Valley and that wants to do it in the future, and we'll do it now. Bless everyone, God. Make a way for people that want to give and do not have a means right now that they can give to this work. Help us, God. We need the money to make that initial bid, 355 grand, and we got 11,000. I thank you for that. We had nothing 24 hours ago. We got five people out there, God, to reiterate that step forth in faith, saying, I will pledge this. We're asking for more. I don't know how many you need, God, or how many you desire to be. There were too many that showed up in Gideon's time, and you had to send home about 20,000, if I recall. You got it down to 300 people. Maybe you don't want to use too many people to do it this time. I don't know. I don't presume to know. But, Lord, however you want to do it, we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We come boldly into the throne room of grace and ever-present help in time of need. This is our time of need. We don't want this property to be lost, God. We want to rebuild your church and restore Mark 16, full gospel ministry, with signs falling. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall speak in new tongues. They drink any deadly poison and shall not harm them, etc. In the name of Jesus, help us, Father God. Give us favor. Move on people that you would have to be part of this. Loose your angels, God, to create favor. Let people have an opportunity to make the decision to obey you or not. If you put on the heart to give, they still have to have a free will. But let them at least know what we're doing and have that opportunity to answer the call for Miracle Valley. 
Bless everyone involved. We cover us all in the blood of Jesus, and we bind up and rebuke every spirit of backlash, retaliation, revenge, retribution, hindrance, or delay. In Jesus' name, we break every word curse that's been spoken over us, saying we cannot do this, that we will fail, that it's too late, that we have no idea what we're getting into, that this is not how you do it. Believe in God in a nine-day stretch. Well, they said it took them five years to get where they're at. Little is much when God is in it. And we know that we ought to obey you, God, rather than men. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Without faith it is impossible to please you. God is reward of those that diligently seek him. In all your ways acknowledge him, and you shall, and he shall direct our paths. Lord, this is your word. I know, God, you have given me a word. You would go before me and be my defense, and I would have plenty of silver. Job twenty-two twenty-five. 25. Ask him for that once again. A renewal. Bring in the silver, God. Bring in the gold, whatever we need. Bring in the help, helpers. Give us favor. And bless everybody involved who has a heart for your work and does what they can do, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All witchcraft coming against us, we break it right now in Jesus' name. We bind every demonic force coming against anyone that would want to be a part of this, myself or our families. We break that power in the mighty name of Jesus. Rebuke those spirits. Command them to go. We loose the judgments of God on every demonic force coming against us. Father God, put a hedge of protection, wall fire from Zechariah 2 and 5 around each one of us. Loose your warrior angels with swords of fire to encamp about each one of us. God, have your will be done. Not mine, but thine be done in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Folks, go to my website, omegamanradio.com. Email me with a pledge if God has put on your heart to do that. Omega Man Radio at ProtonMail.com. Do not send me any money. Not at this juncture. I'll contact those that give us a pledge when the time comes. If we've got enough, we're going to do it. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. I want this to find its way into your heart tonight. From Hebrews 10.31 It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a God that's angry. As far back as Moses, he said in Genesis 6.3 My spirit shall not always strive with man. Paul said in Hebrews 3, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Meaning there can, according to the word of God, come a time and will come a time that you will never feel the Spirit of God again. There can and possibly may even tonight come a time when you never hear God's voice again. And if you never feel the Spirit of God tugging and pulling and drawing you, and if you never hear the voice of God calling you, how are you going to come to God? Jesus himself said, No man can come to me except the Spirit draw him. No man can come to me except the Spirit which have sent me draw him. But if God lifts his spirit from your life 
and the Spirit of God strives no longer with you how in the world you ever going to be saved there's a line over which you can step and there's a line that God draws when God draws a line for your wayward feet and you know the, the way of God and you've heard it and you've been reproved again and again and again and again and rebel and refuse and fail to accept God watch out you step over that line with rebellion in your soul, the deadline that God's drawn for you. You'll never be saved in this world or the world to come. God meant exactly what he said when he said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. When you step over that line, you'll never feel the spirit of God again. When you step over that line, hear me, you'll never hear the voice of God again. How in the world can you ever be saved if the Spirit of God never strives with you and the voice of God never calls you again? You are lost forever. You are lost forever. And it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. have turned out their last finished work when the merchants have sold their last yard of silk and have dismissed the last tired clerk when the banks have raked in their last dollar and it paid the last dividend when the judge of the earth he says close for the night and when he asks for a balance, what, what then? Oh God, I said, friend, it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of an angry God. And when God asks for a balance, opens the books what are you going to say then what are you going to say then when the judge of the earth says close close for the night and when he asks for a balance the choir has sung its last anthem 
ministered unto him ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him the judgment was set and the books were open and another book was open this old book right here and when each one stands facing his record oh God have mercy and when the great book is open, brother, what are you going to say then? What are you going to say then? And when each one stands facing his record. God have mercy. And the great book is open. said it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God and when the actors have played their last drama and when the mimic has made his last fun Flashed its last picture when Yon's billboard has displayed its last run. Help us, Lord, when the crowds seeking pleasure have vanished and have gone out. 
What are you going to say then? What are you going to say then? Every head bowed. I've sung my sermon tonight. I've given you my sermon in song. It's tonight and ever. It could be heaven or hell. The hundreds of you tonight do what I tell you. Everybody stand quick to your feet. I'm going to count to ten. Just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and right on through ten. When I say what, I want you to start running. When I say two, you'd better be on the way. By the time I get to five, every one of you ought to be here. It's 440 feet from one end of this tent to the other. You don't have to come but 220 feet from that direction to get here in the middle where the platform is. You don't have to come any further than 220 feet to get to the platform which is in the middle. By the time I say 10, you better be standing right here in front of me. I want them right here in front of me. Yes. Get ready. Get ready. When I start counting, I want every sinner and every backslider to start coming. It's either tonight or never, heaven or hell. Get ready. Here we go. One. city friends are you where the roses never fade will there be no more crutches no more wheelchairs no more stretchers back here tonight in the invalid section is a little woman laying on a stretcher helpless she can't walk she has to take 25 pills every night so she'll not be in agony. She jumped out of an upper story window to end it all. God's going to heal her tonight. But I'm going to sing you a song about a city where nobody's going to jump out of upper story windows. There'll be no more suicide demons. 
Won't it be wonderful there? Never fade. 
You're going with me? Stay with us much in prayer now. Stay in prayer with us. Because in just a moment, we're going to pray for this little woman who's tried to commit suicide. Helpless. Can't walk. Jumped out of an upper story window because life wasn't worth living. How many will pray that God will make life worth living tonight? When your youthful days are gone And old age is creeping on And your body been spinning the load of care Jesus will never leave you then He'll be with you to the end If you take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there Here's this little woman they're rolling her in Leave it there. Why didn't you leave it with Jesus, sister? Why didn't you take it to the Lord? It's not too late tonight. It's not too late tonight. We're going to take it to the Lord. Ask Him to fix it up. He will surely bring you out take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there stand and sing it everybody thing when a person feels that life isn't worth living, that you were born to lose, that nobody cares, nobody loves you, nobody wants you. But it's a worse thing than that. If the thing would have happened and you find yourself in the pit, in the flames of hell, where there's no escape, how many believe God wants to help this little woman? You sorry you did that, lady? Hmm? Yes. 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 You want Jesus to heal you tonight? I want Jesus to heal me. I'm tired of suffering. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of suffering. You want him to heal you tonight? I want him to heal me tonight. Would you like to walk again, get up and run around? Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. We're going to ask Jesus to heal it. You're back tonight. Let you walk. Yes, sir. Hmm? Yes, sir. You're going to believe Jesus with us? Yes, sir. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, my God, heal this woman from the effects of this fall. Heal her, Lord, my God. Heal this spine and heal, Lord, this nervous system. Heal this spinal cord and this spinal column. Lord, from her head down to her toes, put this spinal cord back in place. Take away this nervousness and let this woman walk normally again as she used to walk. Somehow save her so through and through that she'll have something to live for, Lord. That she'll want to live. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, give her something to live for. For the glory of God, in Jesus' name. How many believe in God with me? Now your crying days are over. I rebuke this melancholy devil. In the name of Jesus, I curse this melancholy suicide devil. I command these tears be dried, this broken heart be bound up. Bind up this broken heart. Lord, give this woman a smile right now. Now that looks better. Look at her. Look at her. She's smiling now instead of crying. I'm going to tell you to do one thing, and when I tell you to do it, you're going to do it. I'm going to say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Remember, Peter stopped at a gate one time and said to a man who couldn't walk, in Jesus' name, rise up and walk. Well, I'm going to do more than that, because God's doing a new thing today. I'm going to say, jump up and run. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jump! For the benefit of you people out there in the radio audience who can't see what has happened here. Here is a woman that jumped out of a 75-foot building and injured her back and her legs and couldn't walk. And after prayer was ministered here, she literally jumped up that high and went down the ramp, glorifying and praising God. Stand you hear the shouts and the acclamations of the people as they praise and glorify Amen. God for what he has done here this Amen. night. Hallelujah. This woman couldn't walk. This woman couldn't walk. Do you see what's happened? She jumped and ran. Everybody raise your hands and let's praise the Lord. Didn't he do it, Dan? He done it. Didn't he do it for yes, your life? Yes, he did.
Praise the Lord. I hope you enjoyed the audios there. That was from A.A. A. Allen off of one of his revival, well, one of his uh, Miracle Valley uh, recordings. Praise the Lord. And uh, some great music by David Davis Gospel Organ Record. Praise the Lord. Check out our website, OmegaManRadio.com, if you want to partner with me for the purchase of the 37.5 acres of Miracle Valley, Arizona. We've got nine days to raise those funds. Taking pledges right now. Email me with your pledge and we will not uh, ask you to send any money until we have enough to actually place that bid. We need 325 grand. We've got 11,000 in 24 hours from five people total. We've only had five. Uh, That was as of the start of this program. I think I saw an email or two, or a text or two rather, in the chat room. Some of you would be coming on board. God bless you. If you can't give, pray, fast, share. The YouTube that I did earlier, all that will help us. God richly bless you for your part in this ministry. I want to close with a scripture from God's Word in English language, the King James Bible. Mark 16. This was the Great Commission delivered. Verse 15, And Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. When you're reading the King James Bible and you see ye, that's there for a particular reason, so you have an accurate transmittal of the language from the Greek into the English. When you see ye, that's plural. When you see the these and thys and thous, that's singular. Ye is talking to all of us, to all of them at that time. Go ye. If it was just one person, he would say, go you. Go ye to all the world. For my part, the Lord sent me into Bali, Indonesia. Some people think that I have turned my back on my country of America. God forbid. I'm an American born. I'm a redneck, for goodness sakes. Born and bred in Georgia. That's where my roots go. They go deep. I'm a Georgia boy, thick and thin. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That's the key. You've got to believe the gospel. Even the devils believe and they tremble. But we've got to believe it. And we're to be water baptized. That's not Catholic sprinkle. That doesn't count. Sprinkles are what you put on your ice cream. You need to be dunked. 
It's not too late. You can be dunked in your bathtub. And if we get Miracle Valley, we're going to have some baptisms out there. You can get dunked right on the property. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. There'll be no excuse when the Spirit leaves your body or mind and we rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ. Rejected the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which man might be saved. And these signs shall follow them that believe. So we're to believe, we're to get water baptized. There should be, hopefully, some signs following us. I've got two of these. I'm working on the rest. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. That means God's got your back. Assassination by poisoning was one of the favorite techniques to murder people back then, and even today. And God's saying you're in His on His in His ministry, working for Him. If some servant of Satan tried to slip some cyanide into your drink, that would kill a normal human being or arsenic you will not die but live and declare the works of the Lord Jesus and people say I don't understand we put that in there it would have killed any man what's what's keeping you alive the Lord Jesus Christ's promise you don't have to worry about assassination by poison if you were to drink it it says it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick that's what they're doing at Miracle Valley doing all this and they shall recover so then after the Lord that's Jesus Christ had spoken unto them he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God Yehovah his father and they went forth and preached everywhere we're to do that today we're doing it here on Omega Man Radio the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following Amen that's God's template for end time ministry. He wants you in his end time army. This is a great commission to us all. It didn't say only men or only women or only those that have a college degree from a seminary or those of a particular denomination. This is pretty awesome, isn't it? God has a ministry for you and maybe he has a part for you to play in the ministry that God birthed over 70 years ago at Miracle Valley. God bless you all. Father, God bless all that came out tonight. Bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Contact me if you'd like to at OmegaManRadio at ProtonMail.com. You can find the recent uh, video that I posted on YouTube. Please share that. It's very short and um, gives out some good information, how people get involved, and we'll keep you updated. As the auction continues for Aon Revivals Miracle Valley Center in Cochise County on the border of Mexico, Hereford, Arizona is a city, Miracle Valley, Arizona. God bless.